Hello and welcome everyone to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelia, I'm here with Glenn and Darcy. Today, the topic will be firing. So who wants to go first? What about you, Darcy? <laughs> I, have, I have a question to throw out there and then yeah, we'll do that. go from there. But my question is, what is a fireable offense? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I would, well, that's, um, I know the law defines it and the uh, um, uh, workers' laws and rights in your different jurisdictions and province and territories or whatever will define what's a fireable offense. But for me, um, it's dishonesty, uh, theft, incompetence, or if you're a harm or a threat to someone within your organization, that's a fireable offense. Um, and you know, with those things, I think the law is cleared in support of those things. You can fire. Those are, um, uh, you know, justifiable firing. The law supports you in that. Firing people because you don't like them. Firing people for uh, sex, age, gender, all uh, abilities. You're not allowed, and that's immoral. Um, you know, my take on this is tough because I wouldn't say. You know, I've said on this podcast, I don't do a lot of things well. This is another thing that I'm not great at. Um, I've waited too long, mm. you know, and I'll give you my, you know, my best advice at the end of this, but I would say, you know, you should follow a process. The best minds tell you that you should follow the process that when the person had fired, it shouldn't be a surprise to them. They should know that they're going, this is that conversation. They can feel it coming because you've already had earlier difficult conversations about performance and expectations and admitted that maybe this wasn't a good match, that maybe when you hired them, you might've made a mistake or that you didn't describe the job completely. But either way, somewhere along this line of firing is a failure of yours and the organization, or at least of the direct report and their supervisor and the organization that there's a wrong match somehow and expectations were not met or described or the wrong pieces were put together. And to undo that shouldn't be a huge trauma, but it is. It is emotional, it's difficult, and it is a huge trauma. I've never been fired. It was a dread of mine early on. What if I'm going to get fired? And it has driven you know, me to work extraordinarily hard to make sure I don't and to provide value and that I'm not the guy that's going to get fired or laid off to fight to the top of the pack just out of fear. And you know, many employees probably feel that way, and some probably don't. You know, But um, so there should be a process. It shouldn't be a surprise. You should document those conversations. Um, that's usually employment law. Um, it should be dispassionate and unemotional. And that's hard because it is a trauma. Either they've let you down or they're disappointed or they're frustrated and angry or upset or that disconnect produces emotions. And it's going to be a difficult conversation. I hate doing them. I think it should be fast, simple, and direct. Get right to the point. Don't beat around the bush. Um, it's not a, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. It is both of that. And you should admit your culpability in it and say, you're sorry but I'm going to have to fire you and let you go. And we're going to talk about how we can do that. Well, the compensation is due, clean up the records, recover company property and help you with your resume building on the way out of here. So that's just not a, you know, a career killer. Um, those are the things I'd offer. All your firing that you're talking about, at least the way I'm, I'm interpreting it is um, people who are like, you know, W2 employees or I'm sorry, T4 employees. Like they, yep. Are or your, you know, yeah. private contractors that are working for you as managers in that capacity. Yeah, I've used them in that capacity. They've preferred it. Um, that's a tough conversation. And, you know, my best advice is if you have the notion that you should fire someone, you're already too late. 
You're already way past the time. You're already late in the process. You should be firing faster than that. A bad fit is terrible. And the temptation is to let it linger and maybe hope that it'll get better. It rarely does. Once you've already had that notion, you're probably too late. You probably already should have already done it. And now you're back documenting past grievances and past performance failures, and you're not on top of it. And, and that's tough. This is one of the things that your, your key employees or the, your people that are directly reporting to you, you should be on top of your performance reviews and make it really clear what, their, what the expectation is. And if you're busy and working and in a small group where you're doing a lot of jobs, that is really hard to stay on top of. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts? You're, you know, do you have those T4 kind of employees or are you mostly dealing with contractors that are providing services and you're just letting them go or not just, that's I still hard. I'm working with contractors, but it's not, I'm not necessarily talking about contractors. Like whenever you say contractors, everyone assumes you're talking about someone who's doing the renovation for mm-hmm. you. And I'm not, I'm not, what I'm talking about right now is basically a lot of my business is contractors. Like everyone is on a contract. You get property management. They're on a contract. Everyone is kind of, they don't actually work for me. I don't put out, like, they're not on my payroll, um, but they are paid every month, right? Or every week or whatever, however it works. But they're, so I don't have to deal with that same sort of thing, right? Um, But what, the reason that I brought up this up as a topic to even cover is, um, you brought it up exactly, is there's a, a history of repeated things that they have made mistakes on, um, but to, in, my, in my opinion, were not fireable offenses in the past, or there was a, a reason to keep them around. Um, and that was strong enough to keep them around, even though it was a fireable offense. But I just went through firing my property management in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, fired the whole team. Um, and it was due to a betrayal of trust um, and uh, procedures that were broken. Um, we were doing an eviction. It's just, I, I love giving stories. So <laughs> we're doing an eviction. And during the eviction process, we're going to court and doing the whole thing. And I said to them, I said, look, when this tenant is out, what I want from what I need from you is I want photos of what's going on in the property and what it looks like and an invoice for the renovation that's going to be done or the tenant turnover that's going to be done. And then I will approve it and we'll continue. Or an estimate. An estimate. Yes. Estimate, not invoice. Estimate. Okay. Just clear. Yep. But what happened in this case was, and they've done tenant turnovers for me before, but they just skipped a whole bunch of the steps. All of a sudden they said, Okay, so the tenant is out and the new tenant moves in on Tuesday. And this is on like a Thursday. The new tenant moves in on Tuesday. And we had a quote for uh, the tenant turnover at $7,000 and it needs a whole bunch of stuff done. But uh, here's the, the, and we've already agreed to the payment of it and it should all be done. We'll send you a bill on Tuesday when the tenant moves in. And I went, what? Well, how much is it? What did we agree to? I didn't, I didn't get anything. Where are the photo- photographs that I requested beforehand? And they're like, oh, no, no, yeah, no, whatever, right? Lots of excuses. And I'm like, look, get me at least the estimate. So they sent me the estimate and the estimate. This is, I know that some, you know, maybe I won't describe this, but I'll just say without too much detail, it was astronomically high for what was being, the, the services that are being performed. And typically when I'm hiring a contractor uh, or anything to do it, I typically pay 5% upfront and then I pay for work that's completed, right? I usually get some, some material to get going, right? Or, you know, if it's a really small renovation, it can be more, right? But anyway, I was expecting to pay uh, for work that's completed, not work that's before. 
Um, and so right then I went, a lot of alarm bells went off and I said, I'm not paying this and I'm not doing this renovation. And what, what recall, what do I have for options right now? If you've already agreed to it, because I don't want this done, like, what can we do? And I'm going through my head. I'm like, am I going to have to lawyer up and sue my property manager? Because I didn't agree to any of this stuff. Right. Um, is it, is, is this a history or a pattern that has developed, or this is totally out of the blue, a change of management or just a, a one-off? It, it's totally out of the blue for this, wow. but there've been late on, uh, you know, typically when you get, you do with work with property management, you get your statement on like the end of the month, like so a lot of them are automated. So the first of the month, boom, you get your statement for the previous month. Right. Mm. Whereas these guys, I don't know if they manually do it or what they're doing, but sometimes I get it halfway through the next month, a month late, two months late. It's kind of a mismatch and it's been driving me crazy, but they, you know, they do normally message me whenever there's any sort of renovation that needs to happen. Right. So, uh, or repairs or anything else like that. We had a, a going on like that. Um, but what was the, the stake in the whole thing? was then I'm like, okay, here, and I said, I need the lease. I need the, all the paperwork for everything. And sometimes you don't look at these things very closely, but in this case I did. And I managed to notice that the contractor in the contractor's name rang a bell after reading the uh, lease agreement. They were the same person. They had hired the new contractor to renovate the property and expected me to pay full for this renovation that was astronomical before they moved in. And a lot of it was like paint and stuff like that, that they may not ever do, right? Because they live in the property, might be just like, I'm just going to deal with it. So it as is, I charge you for a full renovation. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about it for about a half hour, and I fired the contractors on the spot. <laughs> yeah, or, or fired the contractor, the property manager, everybody fired everybody. And it was very difficult. Um, because I didn't have a backup plan and I am, so a lot of people are going, oh, okay, he, he's a, he's a off the cuff and he fires people without figuring it all out. That is never usually the case, but usually I will line up the replacement before I do the firing, right? So that I'd have, you know, Hey, I'm have new property management. This is their, here's the handoff, you know, and you need to work with them in order to make this go smoothly. And it, I, I had to make it a decision quickly because they are making decisions that weren't approved. And yep. we're going to cost me a lot of money, right? Um, so yeah, um, to go through this, I had to hire a new property management and go through this whole thing the following day. I went through and interviewed like seven property managers every hour, all day, <laughs> to, like, mm. to, to, to figure out who was the good, the good fit. And we can actually do a whole other thing on hiring people. Um, so I don't really want to go down that path on this one because we're talking about firing. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's... Um, I don't know, you can take that from what you want, but there, there, he has a history. Sometimes you have to act fast. And in that case, I did. Um, a lot of times I, it's, it's usually a weakness and I fire late when I'm firing like a contractor on, on a renovation, which I've told some of those stories in these earlier episodes. And it's very difficult because they really have so much control of the property when they're partway through a renovation. And yeah, that's hard. So hard to that's brutal. This is really a downer episode. Uh, if people are driving, just wipe the tears away and keep keep your car on the road. No, nobody was harmed in this episode. Um, it's only money, folks, but it hurts. It is a part of doing business. It totally is. Your process people... has to plan for that. Ori, yeah. what about you? What what kind of fire? We're like, I mean, it's awful, but have you had to fire people? And what's that look like for you? Well, yeah, I don't have anybody on the, on a payroll, so um, basically, I don't like firing because it's uh, you know it's too much of a 
traumatic event and uh, so i i I basically, uh, I have contractors I use, and I, I'll use the example of contractors to do renovations on, uh, on rentals. And um, and as new jobs come up, I'll use other contractors and I stop using them. And that, that makes for a smooth transition and uh, so that there is no bad blood because, uh, um, and uh, yeah. And, uh, and when, when I hear your story, Glenn, uh, you know, it's a good, um, uh, it's a good story that you can tell to the new management company that we're laying out you know new rules and making sure that uh, you're on the same page for the the, the new people you're hiring yeah, yeah that's, kind of... that's with everything you set expectations for the new Absolutely. person you're like look look I, this is i'm not asking a lot what i just need is when there's a ten turnover i need some pictures and an invoice or uh, yeah. an estimate i need and yep. before we we move along and that's should be pretty reasonable <laughs> You'd think that's not that difficult, but that is one of the um, uh, common problems um, that I've experienced. Um, you know, a cell phone is right there and you can text it, send a picture and text. And, and when things like wait like three or four days, I just feel that paint job that you just told me you invoiced for is not done. Otherwise, you could just take the picture right there. And the guys that do take the picture right away, I say, I can I can reward you for your for taking that extra 30 seconds and send me a text, I can reward you for that by paying you today. I'm not going to run it out 30, 60, 90 days net. I'll pay you today, but I need confirmation that work is done. Um, it's, I think that's a simple thing, but it's one of the ways to establish trust between people. So on, you know, Glenn, your story obviously is about dishonesty. They weren't clear. It's not, it's not a problem to put one of your contractors into your suite. I would rent to one of my contractors. If they're good enough to work for me, they're good enough to work, live in one of my suites, but I want it up front. We have a deal here with this fellow. He's yeah. going to do the work on it on his own. We're going to compensate him for that work. And, but he's, you know, this is what the work's going to look like before it's done. You're going to actually have a true move-in report into a clean renovated suite. Just, yeah, there's too many problems. I think that's clearly dishonest. You got to let him go. You, you cannot have, <laughs> on a side note, you can never have the tenant do the renovation. That's the number one rule. Do not let the tenant paint the property. You know, the tenant, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a conflict of interest and it, it, it's only going to lead to problems. Yeah. It's yeah. blurry boundaries. It's good to have clear. Exactly. Boundaries. Exactly. There's a great book I read about. It was, uh, I think the winter of uh, 2015 or 2016 after Christmas time, um, things were a tiny bit quiet, which is a rarity. And Karen and I and the kids went down to Seattle. So for the listeners, I'm located in Vancouver, BC. Seattle's two hours south. It's like Seattle south for us. It looks just like Vancouver, but it's getting away. This yeah. for the younger folks, that was pre-pandemic when we could cross borders. Um, so we went to cross the border now. Well, we can now. I just don't <laughs> want to <laughs> deal with them. But we went to Seattle for like four days. It was a bit of a, a luxury, you know, thing. And I read Ben Horowitz's book, The Hard Thing, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Oh, that is a tough, tough book. Because he just he just says that, you know, your success in life will be determined by the amount of your willingness to have hard conversations. And um, that's the, the key takeaway in that book. Um, success is not easy. You know, we were laughing earlier about people talking about turnkey opportunities and making easy money and prospectuses that magically uh, increase in value over time without any work. You just get in. Um, and pays your money and you get your return. Um, the world doesn't work that way and money does not work that way. 
So Ben Horowitz's book is hard. And I was having a hard go in this 2016 when I read it. The hard thing about hard things is it's just a lot of hard conversations. Um, there's not one single thing I do that's really difficult. It's just the compounding of hard decisions, hard, difficult conversations, um, those kinds of things. It's available to anybody who's willing to do it. But Horowitz just said, you know, this, that part is unrelenting, that they're going to have to make some hard decisions constantly to get what you want or to make value or to protect people. There's no easy decisions. Boy, that's a downer. Ari, you got a better thought? <laughs> Before Ari goes, uh, like any other yeah. thing is, you know, you, what you said, Darcy, earlier when you were talking the first time is having this conversation, uh, leaving things on a positive note, um, mm -hmm. because you never know um, how much they have control of this property or what they could do to you still. Um, but yeah. I left things on a positive note. I wrote a really nasty email, what I wanted to send. <laughs> I did not send it. Instead, I deleted the thing or saved it as a draft and responded and because they swore at me afterwards firing them and i said i appreciate the last five years of your help and it left it all on a positive note because you don't know what you don't know how this is going to affect your business or what they could go be the bigger person it's going to be so hard to do but be leave this on a positive yeah, note. be professional absolutely yep. yeah yep we had, to, I had one, uh, you know, uh, severing of relationship with a management company that required a lawyer and a, a clause. They're not allowed to talk about each other at can't talk about it. It was really difficult, um, but it was an alternative to them screaming at me and I needed control of the property and keys and our accounts, uh, because you know, they're directly depositing or not depositing money into my accounts and tenants were directing payments to their, uh, their organization. I needed control of those things. So I traded, you know, righteous anger or, you know, a final word or something for silence and what is effective. Again, that is a hard conversation. That's, you know, the hard thing about hard things, you got to make hard decisions to get uh, the right thing. And it was the right decision. It's difficult. It'd be nice to gossip, but uh, to get what I wanted, I'm not allowed to gossip. That is it. Yeah, I know everyone's going like, what? What is that all about? I'm going to sum up Darcy's conversation. He just said, I had a conversation about a conversation I couldn't, wasn't allowed to have. And I'm having a conversation <laughs> about that conversation, even though I can't say anything about this conversation. That's it. Isn't that great theater in your mind for a podcast? Something about nothing about nothing. So there we go. And to conclude our episode, <laughs> bad, don't do it. <laughs> Fire fast. Um, leave a nice note and don't talk about it. And that's actually pretty good advice. That's actually good advice. Yeah. There we go. There's a summary, folks. There's the Reader's Digest version. Yeah. Okay. And this is where we will end this episode. And uh, as usual, if you want to send us your questions, feel free to do so. AdvancedREITalk at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be, it will be our pleasure to cover it during the show. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>